Ooh, ever heard of a pimp who behaves like Welcome to COVID and chemo. That was fun. Oh, baby, baby! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we back. So, um... Episode I'm very excited about. I'm turned. Nigga, this has been a question between you and I for <laughs> some time. It's been a while that this episode has been percolating. Percolate. It's time Ruin, for the percolate. It's cooking time for the percolate. Cooking in a crock pot. It's time for the percolate. We cooking it up in the crock pot. We're doing all of that. Um, because a movie called Mr. Church came to our attention and we, yeah, I don't even know how it came. I feel like, I feel like I saw an ad or something, a preview somewhere. I was told, someone asked me if I had seen it and I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? And then I looked it up and then I told you. And I feel like that's such a common trend on this podcast of things that happen. (laughs) That's the recipe though, nigga, that's the recipe. I mean, it's basically giving like... You find out that Eddie Murphy, yes, mm. that Eddie Murphy, Pay Eddie, attention. We, you know, Eddie this, Murphy, he's a theme this season. He has come to our attention as being the star of one Mr. Church, mm-hmm. which is indeed a verified COVID and chemo inspected mm. magical nigga movie. Yes. The magicalist of niggas. There's no nigga more magical I mean, than Mr. Church. Ain't no cooning like the one he got. Ooh. Ooh. Shiver. <laughs> um, you know. No one can jiggle better. And also travel without ever being seen. His feet don't move, but he moves a lot. <laughs> this nigga be popping up like... First of all, he does wait. He he doesn't have a car. No, we've never seen him take a train. No, we barely see him walk to the, on the road. Maybe. The only time we saw him walk on the road was through a window when that little white girl was looking out the window, and he <laughs> had an old lady, um, one of them, what's that grocery cart, yeah, little yeah. bucket thingy, baggy, and, and it had coupons. Yeah, 
coupons cut out by one sickly white lady who gave him the coupon. Do, this is bad. We're going to get into all of this. That's the only time he was walking. Though. That's the only time. And so that I feel was, like it was an act because he knew she was walking. As soon Normally watching. he'd fly yeah. like Mary Poppins. Mary motherfucking Poppins. Yep. That's the thesis statement of this episode. This Pimpin' Poppins. it indeed the case, which we are arguing that it probably is, <laughs> the case that one Mr. And I'm putting, you know, strong emphasis on Henry. It's in italics. Why? Because nobody really knew this nigga name, but they knew he was Mr. Church. Yes. Is Mr. Church is he? a pimp from the mid-20th century, which, oh, by the way, is the time of the civil rights movement building up in a white lady home cooking meals. So many meals. Is the reason he does this because he is, in fact, a businessman known as a pimp? P-I-M-P. Or is he just a goofy-ass Mary Poppins nigga who got swindled by the three generations of white girls and we need to pay attention but to he, this? But he could read, though. All right. A lot. <laughs> Which, you know, I guess that's he loves spring books. So, you know, it's not racist because he loves books. It's not racist because they call him Mr. Church. <laughs> and, and They could Reese. just call him... That nigga Henry. And he also could have been illiterate. He could have. And been hard. He could have been speak. a jum, jum, jum. <laughs> All right. Speaking of people who try to make niggas out to be dumb, dumb, dummies, and then we always know it's a goddamn lie. It's a lie. Stop. Stop doing this shit to niggas, man. Um, we always ask the question, where do we go? Looking at the world like, where can I go? Yeah. Yeah. Um, we've talked to you about this film before and it's very appropriate with our discussion, continued discussion coming of, um, Mr. Pimpin Poppins Church. Pimpin! Um, Poppin! Ah, that's sweet to me, bro. Shout out to James and Fuhad. What up, Fuhad? Yeah, shits and gigs. and gigs, man. Y'all are very funny. Yeah, we have lots of laughs. So appreciate you. Shout out to your off work. But um, the film, The Blind Side. Oof. Uh, So in our previous episode about white White savior savior films, films. a.k.a. color deficient uh, something tales. Heroes. Yeah, color deficient heroes of the big screen. Yes, that episode. Of the silver screen. And, you know, spoiling the They color vision. They don't have a good color vision. <laughs> so they color blind. Mm, which is not good. It's not good. It ends poorly. But not as poorly as, in fact, it ends in real life. Yeah. About which COVID is going to tell y'all. So uh, that movie, The Blind Side, we won't spend a lot of time, you know, because we want you to go listen to the episode. But just know that uh, the whole thing actually was a lie. We were correct. It was just slavery repackaged and put into a film and shows the caucasity of white folks continuously in the 21st century. They will tell on themselves. That shit was diabolical as fuck. And... Like, what? Act like, try me, boo. Like, do who gonna check me, honey? Like, immediately. I mean, in what world? So. Would you be comfortable doing something like this? Like. You did it, and then you made a movie about it. Your ass is like, you 
You're a monster. I mean, so Sean and Leanne Tui. Leanne Tui. Who were the people, their story documented again in the Oscar award winning film, The Blind Side. The main part of that film is that these nice white couple adopts nice rich rich white couple a downtrodden negro they love football though exactly who also looks like a nigga who could play the football they were like wow in the words of kid fury american soccer so um i mean it's giving like payday like they saw payday but then we're led to believe in the film that the reasons are noble and again as, as COVID has just said like you know you can go back to color vision to fish and heroes and see you know what went down but in fact we discovered that the whole adoption quote unquote of Michael T. Orr was not in fact an, indo- an adoption was but was in fact a conservatorship, conservatorship which we know we just had to be yelling at everybody to free Britney Spears mm. from we know it's bad and has long-term consequences on that Super person. Brittany is still long-term. healing. She's still healing. She'll never take be the same. Never, ever. And that was decades of her life, similar to this young man. The decades of his life, like where he couldn't sign stuff by himself. He couldn't, he like... thought that they adopted him, too. Like, he, he also was lied to and thought that they adopted him. And he just found out that he did not ever be adopted with these people except... For the fact that they owned him and made money off of him, including off of that goddamn movie. I mean, a conservatorship means that, like, you're incapable of managing your own affairs. You're, like, actually incapable. The, the closeness between that and the way that white uh, slave traders and slaveholders would talk mm. about the capacity of black people yes. to rule their own lives and, like, yes. go forward into their own businesses, enterprises, creative projects, whatever it may be, community, care, all of that, that black people were inferior and therefore incapable. And so that's where this paternalism is coming from, this white saviorism is coming from. But we determined to find out it's not white saviorism. It's worse. It's you get to be a slave massa, by which I mean you get to profit off of the labor of a black person by default all with no penalty is legal for you to do it and you get to look like you done saved somebody you're really actually one of the greatest whites it's very i mean just a horrible horrible just example of the ways that Whatever. slavery continues i mean they did this so in predatory. 2004 so predatory it's almost 20 years later and they, in, in response to his lawsuit, quote, admit that they never intended to and, in fact, never did take any action to assume legal custody through the juvenile court of Shelby County. But at the same time, they had him calling him mom, their mom and dad and referred to him as their son. They did. But the thing was, his work was making sure that their blood children, their white kids, yep. was going to profit off of his labor in, after they were gone. Yep. They were going For to years. inherit. And it was going to go to them. That's fucking wild business. Like, that's just, I, I'm so, I, I, I was speechless when child, I found out this. This is so diabolical. They negotiated for themselves and their natural born children a contract prize of 225000 plus 2.5% of all future defined net proceeds. Plus, the, oh, on the film. Yeah. 
But on top of the film, didn't I feel like they were get they were having some control about like deals and things that he oh, was yeah, able no, to they make. Were, they were in charge. Yeah, so it, it's it's millions upon millions upon millions of dollars. And people are like, well, he's already rich. If you don't shut your mouth, this is not about that. This is yeah, about no. what's fair. You know who's already too rich is Bezos. You know Ooh. who's already too rich is Musky. Let me tell you something. Zuckerberg. Oh, this rem- is already too rich. I just want to shout out. I don't remember which one of you uh, fucking blogs put this out. I don't want to do a fucking uh, V103. So I'm going to look this up eventually and tell you. But one of these fucking uh, presses decided to call Elon Musk the richest man in history. And I just wanted you to remember two words. Mansa Musa. You fucking hoes. Like, please read a room. Incalculable wealth to the point where Elon Musk, Elon Musk, the net worth of Elon Musk is probably the worth of the lowliest slave under Mansa Musa. I'm tired of you. One of the society's help build was worth more probably than fucking elon musk today so i just wanted to again stop erasing black people it reminded me of it in the erasure of these fucking people of michael Orr's autonomy over his own life and his own story because they should have never gotten involved in that young nigga's life i don't care what would have happened to them or him outside. At least he would have fucking been with his community. Thank God he fucking married a black woman. Because that's the one who fucking said, let me see them papers, baby. I mean, facts. Like, we looked on the internet. It was like, somebody on the internet, I forget who it was. Somebody tweeted on Malcolm that, um, oh, you know, isn't it surprising the timing of this uh, revelation? Look at who he recently became seriously involved with. Look at sis. And it was this black woman talking about, if you're going to be my husband, we can't be doing this. Who are these white people who, who are they? your mom and dad? Okay, well, where are the papers at, though? They said they adopted you, so that means, like, yeah. we should have that paperwork. Like, that's important for us to have as you're an adult. This shit wild. I'm so horrified by this story, and I just have to continue again to ask, where the fuck do we go? <coughs> again, shout out to those working on those spaces in real ways every fucking day. Again, no catfishing aliens, orcas, sea otters, and gangsters. Power to the people. Um, Blackfish power, that's it. Is Mr. Church one of the people? We don't know. That story right now has not been Look, recovered. I'm just going to offer a hypothesis that I'm sure will become true, which is that Mr. Church was indeed not with the orca resistance mr church indeed was not oh my god concerned about black lives marching in the streets being hosed and having dogs set upon them <laughs> mr church was indeed <laughs> not concerned with the future of his black owned property oh my god and his black creativity the importance of land and black people's history is lord, like very critical lord you want to talk about squatters rights yeah. let me let me stop getting ahead but y'all are gonna see some things um, very shortly and i'm i'm like sorry not sorry like it's one of those things where not only is this one of the funniest tales of all time if you are woke um it is also one of the most dastardly and confusing tales I didn't want to watch this film. Let's start there. Okay.
Okay, yeah, yeah. Tell your story. Tell your testimony. Give your testimony to the people. So again, someone that I know Mm. mentioned this film to me, Mm. brought it to my attention. Mm. I said, a film with Eddie Murphy? Like, what are you talking about? I had seen Dolomite is, is my name. Um, I'd known that he had done the SNL comebacks. I know that there were, you know, discussions of him. Like, he's, you know, I mean, he's a superstar. Obviously, we talked about him in our intro this season. Makes sense. Yeah, I mean, his lyric writing talents, unparalleled. Yeah, so, I mean, intro of the season. Anyway, maybe I said that. Anyway, so, I looked this up, and the, the... poster is of a picture on like a sepia tone of a close-up of eddie murphy's face with like a paper boy's hat and he looks serene i don't know it was weird and i was like what the he's fuck? giving um you know uh <laughs> you know whippy goldberg and corinna corinna i do yeah it's giving that it's giving or or ghost even like it's giving Sort of serene smile. Nineteen nineties nigga. Nineteen fifties, you know, being played in the nineties. Well, this was being played in twenty sixteen. You know, I would say it was late, except for current events. I mean, apparently, it's right on time. So, oh my god, this is so bad. They making America gross again. I mean, oh, this movie. So I didn't want to watch it. Um, I, well, after I looked at the picture, I went and read about it and I was like, excuse me. And so, you know, it was like the story of, of, uh, like, I don't even remember how they described it. I'll look it up, but it was basically the story of a nigga who was with these white women for three generations and loved every minute of it. <clears throat> if Told, I may, t- <clears throat> oh, if yes. I may, go ahead, go ahead. Uh, uh yes, Mr. Church, synopsis. Mr. Church tells the story of a unique Mm. friendship, note the words, unique friendship that develops when a little girl and her dying mother, no, they don't say the races of these people, a little girl and her mother, we already know what time it is, retain the services of a, again, note the words, retain the services, so you're being paid, okay, of a talented cook, it don't say chef, it says cook. It so does. There's a reason, Okay. Henry Joseph, he got a middle name? I knew that. I told you, it's Henry Joseph Church. God. Yeah, I knew that. No, not this nigga has names. Oh, no, he's got a fedora on and like a... It's a fedora and like a cloak. No, no, a a wool coat. Look at this little scraggly white girl in the corner with her bag. (laughs) Bag, Becky, you gonna hurt your bag. Okay, so Henry Joseph Church. What begins as a six-month arrangement instead Lord. spans into 15 years. That's why I said 15 years the of The last 15 years of my man's life, God. Yo. He was enslaved from this, a, this is bad. Mr. Church. This is bad, nigga. This is actually, the movie is a tale <laughs> of the final days of Mr. Church. 15, 15 years, years before slave, his nigga. death. 15 years a slave. You know, again, it's giving... You remember in Big when uh, when the little, when uh, Tom Hanks goes to the like racist-ass uh, arcade machine to tell his yes, fortune or whatever? Yes. Um, I feel like when Mr. Church had that conversation with the sugar daddy, and we're going to get into it. <laughs> I know you're confused. But when Mr. Church had that conversation with the sugar daddy and said, 
um, to sis like, oh, I spoke to the sugar daddy and this mm-hmm. is the arrangement and he took care of this, that, and the third. Mm-hmm. And sis was like, whoa. And then it began this mm-hmm. relationship, if friendship. It, what they call it, this, this friendship. Unique, unique friendship, friendship began. Slavery. <laughs> um, at that point, I said, is this actually holy or otherwise when he went to have that conversation with the sugar daddy? I feel like, was the sugar daddy's skin fire engine red? He might have been. What Did the sugar daddy have horns, cloven feet, and a forked tail? What you know, that's Mr. Church done to deserve to spend the last 15 years this way? Well, we know he wasn't woke. This, <laughs> this is maybe a tale to tell you what could happen if you sleep. You didn't stop. You didn't wake, you better wake be up. Be in the movement. Wake up, nigga. You could become pimping poppins if you sleep too long. Poppin'. Pepper. All right. So continue the synopsis. Um, okay. So here, <laughs> the worst is last. So here we go. Um, Henry. Okay. What begins as a six-month arrangement instead spans into fifteen years and creates a family bond. Note the words, family. Like Thomas Jefferson. Bond. Okay. That lasts forever. Oh, no, they spoke something over this man's spirit too. <laughs> We need to exhume Mr. Church and perform an exorcism. That's all I know. We pray for Mr. Church immediately. Because they said it's based on a true story. Of course, it's always based on a quote-unquote true story. So was the blind side. I'm questioning what the word true mean. What do true mean? Like, what actually? <laughs> Ask Prager you, girl. I don't know. They think they know. He said black people is responsible for every anti-black hate crime in the history of America. Black people did it. He's like, did you know that the Klan was actually a bunch of niggas? Did you know that uh, the United Negro College Fund was sponsored by the Klan? Did you know that part? <laughs> Every HBCU has a Klan member torn the board. You know, like, like what are you talking about? Did you about? know that the C and NAACP was originally a K? <laughs> Goofy motherfuckers. <laughs> Stop Ooh. fucking with these black people stories. It's also funny to me, as just in a quick aside, that PragerU, the initials of PragerU are P-U. It's true. <laughs> okay. But you're giving facts, though. I mean, I'm it's not saying. wrong. It was right there. Okay. So, I mean, you're giving us a synopsis of what this fuckery is about. Now you know why I ain't want to watch it. Now, fucking <laughs> Chemo said, oh, nigga, I gotta see this. I said, I'm turned. Yes, <laughs> and it sounds like I like train wreck that I, I do. Want to I see. like suspense films. <laughs> I like thrillers, and I like horror. Well, this is Get Out because yeah, it's like Get Out if there was no chance for him to get out because he was the only black person we saw for the entire film until like the what the last two minutes. Yeah, once the, the sis had already squatted in his home with her daughter and was never going to leave and was going to make money not only off of his actually no that nigga was dead. What nigga was dead? Mr. Church is the only nigga. While Mr. Church is alive, no other niggas on earth. That's hard facts. It's after Mr. Church is dead that we can see Jelly. Oh, man. (laughs) Not the nigga named Jelly. It's already a problem. All right. So, I said for the sake of this podcast, 
<laughs> listen, that I listen, would watch listen, this. Listen, listen, listen. <laughs> COVID loves y'all, okay? Because COVID don't mess with none of this foolishness. That hey. is chemo's exclusive terrain. Hey, and trash. chemo was ready to roll on the floor laughing. What do they call that? Rotful. I was ready for the <laughs> rotful life. The rotful, <laughs> the rotful life, okay? At that point, um, you know, COVID said, fine, I guess if we're going to make an episode, I'll watch it with you. The whole film, COVID was going, oh, no. Oh, oh no. We was testing back and forth trying to figure it out. COVID said, what the fuck is this? And then COVID was like, this is a hate crime. <laughs> it is a hate crime. You said that, my nigga, legit like 50 times while we were watching Every the film. time because. You're like, this is actually a hate crime though, my nigga. Why are you making me watch this? And I was like, I didn't make you watch it. And you were like, facts, but. I still hate you right now. Yeah, I still hate you that we're watching this together, and now I, I have to do this. Um, so again, this is. I totally- had a ball. You did. If you are a neuroatypical motherfucker like me, and you enjoy mysteries of like a human social and socialization variety, this movie is chock a block. And I just figured out while we were reviewing for this film that what? No, no, go ahead. Yeah, I just figured out that. The reason that the white people's acting is so wooden is that they're giving us a caricature of whiteness as like morally elevated and good and complex and yet trying and just so tender, you know, and it's not based in reality. So there are a number of times when um, the N word should be spoken. It would be the most likely term. 1971. I starts. mean, so I mean, that's it's giving like, um, like these white people are like self policing, even though there's only one black man in the world, the whole world, in that, the whole wide world that like got pimped out to them potentially. Okay, so oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, then it was, but see, anyway, we can listen. Let's, let's, go ahead, go okay, ahead, tell, tell the tale. I quickly also just realized and have to mention to you uh you know a surprise on air which uh we're still coming for you lupe um yo professor fiasco you need to actually be stopped um stop finding this nigga places yeah i just come on man like if if you're not gonna drop some like actually some like old music you know like play it for you what are we doing bruh he need to go on that uh, tour with Bow Wow and them and just call it a day. Stop Not Bow Wow. <laughs> Do you know it took me probably a decade to call him Bow Wow and not Lil Bow Wow? You know, he's... Because he's also little. Like, he's not young like he used to be, but he's still a little dude. You know, he's one of what they call the short king. And I used to think that, like, that was part of the reason you call someone Lil somebody is because they were a short king like Lil Wayne. Yeah, I mean, yes. I mean, I guess Lil Wayne tried like to be called by Wayne now. But even if you sometimes he'll still music, do that, it says Lil Wayne. Yeah, still. yeah. Because locate Lil Wayne, I think, is a much realer one. He don't feel like offended. Like no, this nigga has gotten so much game and so much punani and such yeah, he's that he's like, not stunned whether you call him Lil or not. He basically like if this is what Lil can get you, hell I'm yeah, leaning bitch, lean in. All right, this the um, same fucker who brought us Driving Miss Daisy is the same man who brought us Mr. Church. And so that tracks. Nigga, what? I just looked that up, my guy. What? Bruce what? Beresford, an Australian film director, no. made films like not Driving Miss Daisy. <laughs> 
we down bad behind the down under nigga? Stop. Why? Oh, he's getting his hair braided at the head of that place. Yo, please. So he won, it's the same flavor. It's like a oh. very same oh. flavor. And he was he the director or yeah, the writer? The director. The Yo, director. What if he was on there sitting in that um folding chair for the you know the director's chair? He's sitting in that director chair with them sharp ass French fry trays. <laughs> I mean Trezio. Like, what about that? Eddie Murphy deserves better. <laughs> <laughs> and then did Eddie Murphy owe some like back taxes or child support? What happened here? It was know. his first film in four years. Yeah, why did he come back to do this? And then went away again and then had like another like, you know, I'm back a moment with my name is Dolomite and like being on SNL. Like I said earlier, like it was yeah. like a, but what was, maybe he was like, this turned out worse than I thought. Okay. <laughs> All right, so well, that's like you didn't Will Smith say he regretted doing emancipation? He because my <laughs> brother hit <laughs> <ate> black Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Prince, who is fresh? Woo! You didn't need to do that <laughs> with that bubblegum mouth. Why did you do that? Oh, no. You're right. He did that. <laughs> oh, Lord. Because, yeah, we. Mm, doing this. Mm, not a bubblegum mouth, nigga. So, I'm dead. In 1971, Charlie Brooks, Charlotte, is living with her mama Marie in LA. Fricassee shrimp. <laughs> Fried shrimp. Shrimp scampi. <laughs> shrimp fried rice. <laughs> shrimp and grits. <laughs> A shrimp salad. Steamed shrimp. Shrimp saute. Shrimp and rice. <laughs> shrimp and broccoli. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Big shrimp and a little shrimp. Okay, so that's how this movie begins. Is this little, you know, white girl living with her mama who, I mean, is just a sick ass bitch. That's, you should know that. <laughs> the whole movie. We didn't know that in the beginning, though. All Damn. Right. Well, I mean, we, I mean, she was sick. She was sick already. Okay, so let's, uh, let's set the scene. The sis is laying in the bed. We're not sure why. The sun has come up, but not really all the way. It's morning time. It's a jazz music. It's no, jazz, jazz music, music, and you see beautiful, dark skinned Tom and Jerry bitch ass hands laying his that. fingers into some food preparation <laughs> activities. Now, you go and, and watch this little white girl. She wake up. She walk downstairs. She she looking around like, who in the house? Because I know my mom in the bed. And me and my mom live here by ourselves. Mm -hmm. So she go in the kitchen. She look up and stop. And it's a black man. A whole entire black man. A.K.A. Ed Murphy is standing in her kitchen. And she looking at him like, uh-oh. Because it's 1971. The Black Panthers. They're in L.A. Hello. And the Panthers are on the move, a major target. I mean, the fear-mongering is so big. So a big black dude is in her home. She's a little girl. She, like Christopher Columbus did, like in that bitch, just, like having a nice time. Again, Pippin <laughs> Poppins, emphasis on the pop as he popping into your kitchen and all <laughs> Popping un unexpected. So this bitch run upstairs. She going. So now we in the mom in the mama's bedroom. She laying in the bed, and you see the little girl come in. She she roll on her mama. Wake up, mama. You know, mama. There's a uh 
mama, uh, she alarmed. She, mama, oh, there's a, a... Wake up, wake up, a, mama. A black man in mm. our kitchen. Now, okay. Pull Skirt on 22s. <laughs> a black man, that's what you saw? You know you didn't see no black man, little girl. What you saw was an unauthorized nigga in your mama kitchen touching on your mama pots and cooking eggs. You were alarmed because there was an unidentified man who also was a Negro. A Negro cooking food who you have never seen, seen acting so comfortable Have a, in your mama kitchen. I think this kitchen. nigga had an apron on. He like, did. Did he move in to start pimping you and your mother? Because he's giving Snoop Dogg and Baby Boy when he returned <laughs> from jail. <laughs> he was a little bit too comfortable to be there. He was. His coat was on a hook. They saw it. Listening to music. Oh no. Not jazz records. She came downstairs talking about uh... Okay, so my mama says she done hired Joe ass. Yeah, I don't the, like that shit. Yeah, no, the mom was like, oh, yeah, like, he works here now. He's Mr. Church. And the little girl was like, bitches, you crazy too? <laughs> Listen, low-key, I felt her. Yeah, because it's 1971. Let's, let's, first of all, we're going to do two levels. The first level is let's pull race out of it, okay? Just in general. How old was she, like, nine ten. or something? Ten. She ten years old. If I'm ten years old at any race, I... Live alone with my mama. She a single-ass parent. I go downstairs and I see a grown-ass man cooking eggs and wearing an apron in my mama kitchen. I run upstairs and my mama say, oh, it's cool. I told him to be here. And in fact, I am paying him to be here. But you're in the bed, mama. He came in here while you was in the bed. Did you give this man a key? did he get here? So now we add race and it again it's especially not a nigga supposed to be in here. A nigga not even supposed to be like within 10 feet of me. Wives always say no 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 no. No nigga supposed to be no here. No nigga supposed to be here. Okay. Can't uh, have no niggas unannounced like that. We already know. Do we know? Did he come through the front door or the back door? No one did verify this. Again, as you said, does he use roads? Is he always Mary Poppins with an umbrella? Pimping, popping. Yeah, okay. I mean, like, is he? We don't know. So what? he just appears out of nowhere. Like yeah, fucking that's right. Brantley. Easy. <laughs> I like the way you move. Just like came down, and then. This, everybody is like, what the fuck? Well, sis, this little baby who's the narrator because she wrote this book based on a, quote, true story. Yeah, put a pin in that one, folks, because it'll come back. She, um... Not this is narrated by a little white girl and the whole story is called Mr. Church. So it's basically a white girl's view of a grown-ass black man that worked as a cook, emphasis on cook, not chef cook, who was black and knew interestingly, not interestingly, that... She had never tasted anything in well, life that was as succulent and complex and, oh, by the way, seasoned, marinated, and well put together as what Mr. Church was serving chef up. chef and a baker. 
like a like he was, he a, was pastry chef. a pastry chef yeah. and a, like a just a regular chef like he was doing it all oh no people. that's our cook that's our negro cook okay so immediately this little white girl is keeping up with the times and her people and her culture and she says this nigga is not supposed to be around so she starts to fucking uh decide to go on a hunger strike she started campaigning she was like this is inappropriate she's like i'm not eating this fucking food remember when she went to the school and told her little broke white friend oh you know my mama bought a nigga in the house yep but again she didn't say nigga so i'm really supposed to believe that in 1971 a nigga came up in this little white girl house and she talking to her other equally little white friend yeah talking about it was a black man I don't think that's even like reasonable for us to, to to be expected to believe that little friend ends up being a foil of like a real racist where charlotte's not a racist you know like she because the little yeah, girl lost the thread though because charlotte is definitely racist as fuck as is her right as a little white girl in 1971 king was killed three years before she bobby was kennedy just she was died. born in 1961 sis saw all that shit happen she saw malcolm she knew TV. about malcolm on the tv come on in the 60s come on all right she knew where black folks was supposed to be and where they was not supposed to be what she did not know is that her mama was a hussy hoe and so, <laughs> Her mother had a man named Richard Cannon. What a man, what a man, what a man, what a mighty white man. He's a mighty white man. But we don't see this white man though. We never see him. He rich as shit though, so that's why I'm like, well, that's her sugar daddy, and her sugar daddy gone. He found, he dies. And, and in, in his, his will, will, that's right. He leaves her a nigga mm-hmm. named Mr. Church. He, well, actually, yes, factually, because Mr. Church took the job, but the stipulations of the job are in his will. Yes. And this white lady with her little 10-year-old racist child said, oh, yes, um, hi, Mr. Church. What, what's going on? And he said, you know, your sugar daddy sent me. And, yep. and when your sugar daddy died, I was to come here. Yeah. And he's given me an expense account to pay for things around the house. For six months. For six months while you die. Because we heard you dying too, ho. Because you sick as fuck. And I know you holding it from me back from your child, but she in the bed for reasons. And, you know, that's what it is. I'm here to take care of you. I'm going to look after you until you die. And then there's a something in trust, I think, for the child. And then and she, something in trust for Mr. Church. Exactly. Hmm. So we After never see this months, conversation. Mr. Yes. Church gets paid money. Yes. Okay. So uh she decides, you know, they they she gonna have him do this work. Um, but he can't tell the baby, Charlie, that sis is dying. Mm. So yeah, Charlie can't know. She can't know, but she also has so it's all she can't know all this shit but there's a nigga in her house now her mama in the bed about it all right you think that's <laughs> you think that's enough but then this bitch doesn't live for six months she lives for six years this lady is long living so then you for have the to diagnosis ask, she had they gave her no more than six months to right? live. that was a maximum estimate she lived six years now that's not uncommon but i'm thinking and i think we as viewers of the film would also be thinking that part of the reason she lived so much longer is because of Same. mr church's ministration cares yes and cares and looking after her stank ass little girl whom Mr. Church, who, by the way, okay, I got to pull over here because we didn't talk about the fact that Mr. Church loves books. 
Oh, and we also and did, loves jazz music he and loves also jazz. plays jazz music. Yes, at a place that is known as Jelly's. Now, well, that's foreshadowing. Let me. Let's, oh, oh you gonna talk about Jelly? In just a second, I need to say that in between, like in that first six months before we know she's gonna live longer. He ends up winning over the daughter. You're explaining the books part. But that's how he wins his daughter over, with the books. And then the, some, like, cake or something. Remember, she finally eats a cake, and then she can't stop. Yeah, but then Sis was, like, playing a game, though, because she was, like, eating the cake, like, and you get the voiceover, she's like, this is the most beautiful cake I've ever eaten in my life. And then out in her, like, eating it, he sees her smiling and enjoying it, and she fixes her face to make it look like she thinks it's nasty. Because she is a stank-ass little dirty bitch. But then she eats a whole thing, and then he starts making her special things over and over again. And between that and the books, which you will explain, she's like, How much I longer? Love this nigger. How much longer are we supposed to believe that black people are going to be putting up with yes. your stank <laughs> expression long after the term of years or in this case months was over if y'all if you this little stank girl was being stank and i know she racist i know she again racist. it's 1971 so she in here you know and if she wasn't racist she wouldn't have been acting so stank about me being black which she already did talking to her little friend at, at school talking about yep. there's a nigga in the kitchen i don't know what to do my mama's stupid i want him gone yep and then tries to get him gone yep so, Mr. Church is supposed to, like, take this off of her, have superhuman understanding Very and well, patience yeah, yeah. so that he can be like, well, she she just a little girl. You know, she just stank. She just scared of me because well, I'm a black man. And just, and I'm a, but I'm going to be here. But I'm not only going to be here, but I'm going to love her through it. And I understand what it is. Do you know how many niggas have lost their mama? Do you know how much violence that black people was experiencing this time? Not only like environmental racism, violence from the state, violence of like disease and ill access to healthcare. Vietnam era. Nam, war, uh, Korea. Beginning of is, the fucking war on drugs. Oh like, God. There's a lot happening Niggas right now. Niggas is in need. There were definitely people who had terminal illnesses who was black, who could have benefited. So the only reason I can understand in 1971 why somebody that was this talented, mm -hmm. he's so talented, so they portray him as so smart and so gentle, so kind, is going to go to be with this white lady any longer than six months and one day. But this nigga says for six years. Six years? And we've already told you it's actually 15 years. He's, it's 15 years. He's not even halfway six. through his sentence, bro. Oh my God, it's something six months this nigga dies in bondage 15 years of slave talking straight nonsense about ladybugs booty chatter <laughs> <laughs> it's a sad black story it nigga. it's a sad it black is. story this is very bad okay so you were gonna tell about the books the books all right so the books now here's the other thing who are these who, who are these authors like, what books are these? Like, some of them, it's like, I think it's The Count of Monte Cristo. I think it's giving, like, you know, Dumas. So there's, like, some, like, um, you know, black authors from back in the day, like, novels and stuff. But it's also white folks and, like, the white American classics and all that type of stuff. Philosophy, whatever, blah, 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 right? Okay. There is a scene where little Charlie, racist Charlie and her mama come home. And Mr. Church is putting books onto a shelf. And they look and um, 
Charlotte said, what are you doing? And he said, oh, these are my books. She said, you read? Those is yours? <laughs> I thought there were laws against this. <laughs> Mama, why are we moving in the direction that we're moving in right here? Okay? This nigga shouldn't be reading. He should be cooking us meals and that's all. I don't even want him doing that. So he then, bring our property value down as we speak. As we're taking in and out of our house. Here's why folks with racist Charlie though, because racist Charlie is making sense. That's factual. The way the race <laughs> works and segregation in this country was working. It's dangerous. It's dangerous. You may as well sell your crib at the value it's at. Go move somewhere else if you want to shack up with a nigga like this. You know what I'm saying? Read the red record. Keep your equity, girl. Okay. <laughs> anyway, so sis was like, okay. I don't like you, and I don't like your books, I don't like your face, and I don't like that cake you made for me, even though I love that cake and there's no cake better. Okay, great. So Mr. Church says unto her, oh, you know, how about reading the wind between the willows or whatever, you know, <laughs> this is a book I have. You know, you can borrow this book yes. and I'll teach you how to understand the words inside of it. And I'll open a library for you. This motherfucker opens up a library in the house of this white girl. This whole entire black from the tail end of the civil rights movement decided that he was going to write out a personalized library card and loan record for this little 10 year old no less than 10 to 15 years prior when little black children were doing sit-ins at libraries in order to be able to get library cards in their community when little black children were getting hand-me-down books from the white school district that said nigger and and you coon and you dirty darky and all kinds of racist shit ripped up stuff pictures of dicks and whatever the fuck else they're giving to them black babies why just because they was black oh no oh no he teaches his girl and gives her a library card and access to his book in literacy, which... Mr. Church was disrespecting the memory of Dr. King, and I'm, I'm sorry. I'm really sorry um, to have to say this. Um, I don't know Mr. Church, but um, if there is anything about the fictionalized Mr. Church mm. that we know... Um, I'm not talking about the real Mr. Church because as we know, people be lying. Look at we the blind side, they be lying. lying. So I don't know if this white little girl was telling the truth or not. But what I will say in the realm of this film, fictionalized Mr. Church was looking at Dr. King like, wow, that's an extremist and he needs to be taken down. He was looking at Malcolm X like, wow, that nigger is going to get us all killed. He probably he, was very happy when people like um, Bobby Seale Eldridge and Huey Newton were getting in trouble yeah. around in the Panthers around this era. Didn't Eldridge Cleaver move to the side of uh, the conservatives? I believe he did. Because I feel like that that nigga was a Republican, though. Well, he was a I mean rapist. So oh! you know that he was also I mean content warning, oh, oh, but no, like nigga. you know he so Jesus. he was. Jesus. I'm sorry, like. Fucked up, you know. There was some cool uh, things you did for the movement, but my guy, you went nobody knows the trouble we see. You know, so this is very bad. Um, anyway, so yeah, so then sis catch herself liking the books or whatever, right? So now they got a whole system going. Wait, wait, wait. you forgot what? At first, sis oh no, tell the story. I I saw it in your face, and now I'm mad all over again. Go ahead. Sis takes the library card mm -hmm. with an attitude of a young daughter of the revolution mm. and fucking rips it mm. and puts it in her trash. Lady of the Camellias. 
in the trash where she knew Mr. Church was going to have to empty that self-same trash. And he saw it. And of course he did. And? What? Oh, there's such a thing as scotch tape and I'll just, scotch tape, scotch tape. You better call a priest up in here and that priest better be black. Help you get out and make sure that you can get out for real. She ripped up a library card? And she made her? You're a black man. She doesn't care about reading? Do you know about our ancestors who were sometimes were forced to teach white people how to read because they were enslaved by them? Again, what is happening? Pimpin' yeah. poppin'. Yeah, no, that's factual. That's factual. They do this and in they always, they always want to talk about how, oh, white people was teaching blacks everything. It's like, nah. that is bullshit. It is called an exchange. And it's a violent and brutal and oppressive exchange, but it's an exchange nonetheless. People didn't come out of... They act like people grow up in Africa, right? In West Africa. They get captured as slaves. They get brought over here to the States or wherever, whichever colony that they were being enslaved at and overworked at. And then they learn words besides ooh, ooh, ah, ah, bitch. Like, what is wrong with y'all? It's so ignorant. And then he fucking is ignorant. And then it's he, ignorance. It's ignorance. It's ignorance. No. He, like, doesn't even make her apologize or talk about why that's fucking rude and disrespectful like a good no. mammy would. <laughs> but you not wrong because mammy mammy would, mammy would not play not. this no, 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 oh no. No, no, no that's why we have to say is he a pimp because there's got to be some other motivation that's preventing his mammy talent from coming to the fore well we know that they try to make it that he's gay and that's why he's <laughs> anyway you know mr church you know that nigga that nigga gay <laughs> You homophobic <laughs> niggas is too much with that shit. <laughs> Why do you say it so like masculine, quote unquote, aggressive? Gay. You know, you can't even just say somebody's gay or queer. It's like he's queer. It's like you got to do it aggressively. It's got to be aggressive so that everybody knows that it's a bad thing. And you're a man, so well. You- here's the thing. I mean, I said this, I say this all the time. I'm gonna say it again right here on these airwaves, which is how does knowing how to be physically intimate repeatedly and by choice with another man at, at over years of your life be attracted to men paying attention to men all of this with men 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 how does that emasculate you like that's so strange to me because it's it's giving expertise you know what i'm saying it's I mean, giving yeah. training it's giving yeah. exposure it's giving yeah. understanding yeah. like and also if while you're doing said you know uh romantic uh exploits with the men's you yourself are also a man, so you got an inside and external knowledge. You should basically be the king of the men. That's so it's so confusing to me, like when people be like, "Oh, that shit gay." You're just like, logical. "Okay, but like, all right, but okay." So you love manly things, but you hate gay men. That doesn't make any sense to me. It's actually, and it's weird because part of the like masculine thing is also actually hating women. Right, like you have, you have to hate women. So, like, if you like a woman too much, you gay. But then that's so weird because, like, don't you want the person to like like a woman a lot so that they can prove they're that they're not sexual? That they're not since homo- you hate gay. It doesn't make it sense. makes no sense. 
None at all. Woo, but anyway, under those niggas' uh, estimations, you know, Mr. Church is gay. Well, there was, you know, these moments that, since there's no other black people in the movie, where Mr. Church is, like, oh, no. drunkenly talking to his, oh, like, no. deceased father or ancestor who was telling him that he was, you know, calling him, you know, gay slurs and stuff. And sis was like... Get out of here! <laughs> Go home! I'm not messing with you niggas at all! Yeah, darn it, bitch! Of course he was drunk. This is nigga had a uh, lot going on. I am darn it, I kill you, the lot of That's such a That's such a Charlie was. First of all, why are you ranting and raving your own name? I've never heard of that. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. It was so strange. Anyway, but we let's go back though because this little girl, we people gonna be confused. It's too many jokes because <laughs> this movie is wall to wall joke opportunity. If you a joking ass nigga, please watch Mr. Church and amuse yourself. Cause this shit is absurd. Oh, it hurts. Anyway, so foolish. So, okay, so this little girl, she grow up. But not that much. So she's still like she's like go about to like go to college. So it's like her senior year, right? All right, now we got to introduce a couple of other characters, none of whom are black. So <laughs> the mama's sick, but she ain't sick unto death. I mean, she's sick unto death, but death don't is not interested in this right now. Why? Because a magical nigga is, is keeping charge of her. Mm-hmm. So the magical nigga, <laughs> when it comes time for little racist Charlie, who by now likes Mr. Church so much, in fact, that, yes. that uh, racist Charlie said to Mr. Church, like, you know, Mr. Church, like, can you just stay with me? And Mr. Church said to, to racist Charlie, like, bro, like I, I'm with you morning to night. Like, I just want to like go and have my own nigga time. Like, I don't understand why you always want to come to me at the end of my shift talking about, can you stay? I already stayed overtime like five hours. And I'm giving you one of my books from the library to read after I fixed <laughs> your library card that you fucking ripped up. I gave it back to you, fixed it, and then you started... So I've given you books. I've given you things to do. I've given you forgiveness. I've given you an opportunity to not be racist. and I be... fed you. There's a clean house and a book to read. Hello. What do you mean? I'm on the clock. And your mama is not dead. Like, how ungrateful. Anyway, so sis is like, oh, please stay, you know, whatever. He's like, yo, I just... Can I just please have my own time? Okay. All right, great. Now... Sis has been curious about this for a long time. Where did he go? Where does he go? Where does he go? Where does he go? Okay, why the fuck are you in this man business? She all up in his ass. I don't understand it. But anyway. As soon as she likes him, she owns him. She, I mean, every part of him. So it's not just I, you're not an indentured servant. You're no, a slave. No. Yeah. There's a difference. Like, okay, so anyway, let's move forward now. She's about to go to prom with her little white boy prom date, love interest, whatever. Mr. Church take this little girl shopping for fabrics. Okay? Not a dress. For fabrics and designs, cuts, measures, sews together this little girl dress. Circa 1977 at this point. Oh, yes. No, Mr. Church is starting to get grays. He has gray hairs. And the mom is so grateful with her sick ass. Now she's still alive, but like she's not looking great. The only thing that mama contributed to Mr. Church's life was that she taught him about a coupon, which would help him save these white folks more money. Because Mr. Church only was given six months of money at first, but how did he stretch six months of money to six years? He supported these women. Mm -hmm. He 
like created what do you call that like a um it's like a recycling system like you know how when the water rained down it go to the ocean and it evaporated and it rained down again that yes, was mrs church she created this fucking whole ecosystem system of cash where the payment he was getting because he was living on a stipend from this sugar daddy who had also supplied him mm-hmm. and he was going to have a massive payout at the end of six months mm-hmm. he got his payout he did. as the law had in the statute of the will well, yep and then he took that payout and reinvested it in into these white windows. ladies and they home and furthermore after this white lady somehow, I mean, Mr. Church had never heard of a coupon. I don't know what kind of nigga this is, but he's magical. He never heard of a coupon. This white lady who, you know, had had a sugar daddy, I understand she would understand coupons. She explained it to him. He was like, oh, I never knew. So we still have like this model of an exchange. Like Mr. Church is getting something out of this, except for the fact that he foregoes labor that could actually put money in his pocket. So he's working for them. Every bit of money that he has saved, he puts towards racist Charlie's college education, which he pays for himself. The thing is, as a pimp, the person's supposed to be giving you the money, not you're supposed to be giving them a lot of cash that you had been holding for them the whole time. I don't know what you've heard about me. Also, you would think some fucking would be involved. Well, that brings us to the relationship with the mama. Because as Charlie is, you know, a teen and doesn't want to spend time with her magical nigga and sick mama all the time. um, There's more time where we see the care that keeps Charlie's mama alive for six plus years. And it is things like... Bathing this woman. Yep. Reading to this woman. Yep. Again, cooking and cleaning for this woman and her child. Taking her to the bathroom. Providing child care regularly. Um, brushing out her wig. Brushing out her terrible wig that she's wearing around them. And providing her company and a little bit of flirtation and fun. Now, when Charlie goes to prom, they take pictures as a family first i think it's important for us to note that again i don't like that word especially in light of the blind side mr church yeah like what the fuck that is not your fucking family gross okay you don't even fuck this nigga you don't even so you don't even like consider his feelings you don't you don't even know him like come here mr church get in this photograph with us so this motherfucker getting the photograph with them. Oh, What's he she, supposed to say? No, but then again, he did it to himself. I would have been gone. I would have been like, you know what, girl? After that six months. I got you that six months time. I'm taking my payout, and here's some references for some other niggas you could hire. Exactly. That is the number. You know, call the agency where this nigga got me at. Call AAA, bitch. Oh, my God. You fucking, you know, Crypt Keeper's late on your ass. So this motherfucker, um, this is going to be a long episode, but this is a horrible and also ridiculous film. Well, we've always said this is a double episode, nigga. All right, well, great. We, we don't do this up proper, so how about this? <clears throat> I'll give you a moment, you know what I'm saying, to pause this podcast. So while you're finding the pause, I'm just going to do this. <coughs> If you a pimp, be a good one. Don't be like Henry Church. If you a pimp, you need a low rider. Don't ride in no jalopy from your carrying balls. If you a pimp, 
Yep, you already know that there are such things as coupons. You just be clipping them, clipping them. If you're a pimp, then you know there's such a thing as cash flow. That's you be tricking them, tricking them, but you don't know what you Pop are it. doing. Pop it. Because Pop it. you're really not a pimp. You may be the biggest coon we've never heard of. I hope not, I hope Oh, not. you were trapped. Kidnapped and put away <laughs> in the back like all other niggas on the ships. I wish if the listeners could have seen you at that last part. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, now that you have your break. <sighs> okay, so let's go back to prom, though, because you do. When was it? I don't remember this part of the film because it was like, um, <laughs> Miss, <laughs> Mr. Church is with her. He come out the house. She coming home. Mm-hmm. And she was talking to that white boy, and you know they was tr- about to have a first kiss or whatever. Mm-hmm. I don't remember if they did kiss. I don't think they did because Mister Church came out getting off of work, mm-hmm. quote unquote work. You know, getting off a shift or oh, whatever. Oh, this is before that. She he come outside him. and he turns and says, "Okay, good evening to you," and goes on his way back to the nigger part of town. She turned. And follow his ass. She made the boy drive after Mr. Church to tail him. Tail Mr. Church? Young cop. Young cop? <laughs> Young lynch mob coordinator. <laughs> what is going on? It's not good. It's not. It's nefarious. Can you imagine? You black in 1971 walking your ass home from your crazy job. at this point. Oh, no. Deindustrialization is happening. Oh, no. Again. Heron might be starting to pop, right? Uh, yeah, the fucking Nixon, uh, Watergate, and fucking just the turmoil there. We're starting to have these weird like things like kidnapping. The recession. The yep. And there's no gas. Yep. Oh, God. There were, like, also, like, serial killers and shit going around in the city. In, the, in L.A.? Yeah. Yeah. This is not good. It's not good. How's she been? Anyway, so, you know, th- let's just put it like this. We knew from that point, well, we knew from the beginning, but we knew from that point that the obsession had changed from get this nigga out of here mm-hmm. to what is this nigga up to? Yeah, I need to know. I need. He's mine. To know. He's mine. Church is mine. Mm. Church is mine. Miss Church is mine. Mine, mine. Yes, she's mine. Mine's mine. Mr. Church is mine. Mine, mine. Yes, she's mine. Mine, mine. He's mine. I just want to know you, Mr. Church. Yeah, because Miss, she also tries to go in Mr. Church's shit at some point. He has his own room in the house because now he's not even really like. He can stay the night. He has his own home in the black part of town. Which we'll learn about. Which we will get, get to. to. We've never, we haven't seen it so far. No. But he does stay, you know, keep his, some of his things in the people house. And um, he also, um, what do you call it? Uh, leaves a matchbook yes. on the kitchen table. Yes. So one day, I, I I don't remember it's the same as, and it don't matter. At some point, she was stalking him in some kind of way. She comes in, he's just left, and there's a matchbook, and she's sitting, look, thinking about him, and where is he at? And then she sees this matchbook, and on it, it just says, Jealous Club. Yeah. Jealous Nightclub. Jealous Nightclub. And she starts saving these matchbooks. So later. 
later, and I know I'm skipping, but we can skip back because this is just a little detail, but she throws that matchbooks in that nigga face. She does. Like, what is this? Where are we going? Who is yelling? <laughs> is peanut butter with them? <laughs> <laughs> that bread better be Wonder Bread. Who is that Wonder Bread bitch, though? You already know I got your back, Mr. Church. Just when I know you, Mr. Church. I okay. just know you, baby. Let's rewind to the uh, original hussy ho, the mama. So the mama is oh, yeah. at home with Mr. Church after Charlie goes to prom. And she's sitting around with her sick ass like... <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Hold on. We just... Okay, let me ask you this. If you think about the church, the, not the, the wig that uh, the old hussy ho had on her head, you know when you go and you want to buy an outside hanging plant and they have that stuff called coconut choir? Yes. <laughs> that shit was made of coconut choir. She looked like she had a wig on from a Pat Benatar concert. <gasps> That happened in 1984. Ooh. She had been wearing that wig since 1984 when she went to the Pat Benatar concert. And when they went to clean that wig, they put that shit in the washing machine yep. on <laughs> hot water. She just kept putting that back on. Mr. Church couldn't do nothing <laughs> for that wig. the dryer she, and then put it on her head. He couldn't have done nothing for that wig. There was nothing could be done. She was attached to that wig. She kept wearing it. She would not get away from that wig. Like I think they were trying to say that was her real hair. But like it was lifting too much. It was bad. <laughs> it was bad, my guy. It was not good. <sighs> Her wig was supposed to fly away. Uh, so she's sickly. She's hanging out, with Mr. Church. Like, wow, Mr. Church, can you believe I lived this long? And this nigga's like, of course I can. Like. I've been keeping you alive, basically. But, you know, he can't say that. So he's just kind of looking at her. Like, and oh. then they put on some jazz music. And um, she danced. They dance. They dance, but here's the thing. Mr. Church is just minding his business as much as he really could. I mean, I feel like he got himself into a situation with this deal with the devil where he really couldn't mind much of, of just his own business. But he was in the kitchen cleaning up. Sis come down looking. <laughs> she had on the coconut choir wig and she had on a negligee, nigga. And she looked like she was at death's front door nigga ding dong walks across the living room hobbles gets to the fucking island where she leaning over trying to catch her breath she feeling weak and then she start you know hey mr church what you doing what's up what it is huh? what's get a up white sick bitch getting that this is not good yeah she was like googling 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 so on we him thought, okay. and he googling googling a little bad right so we were like oh okay well, oh. like the pimping is actually happening it makes sense now like we had come to that point in the film and thought oh mr church is a pimp but he also is a pimp like because we couldn't conceive of why he did not fuck her that evening. That is where we then were disappointed immediately afterwards because there was all this sexual tension when they was dancing and he was basically holding her corpse up. <laughs> <laughs> no, literally. It was like she, a life-size ragdoll. She died the next day. So that was like her... It was the next day she died? <laughs> yeah. Damn. Oh, several days later, oh, Mr. Okay. Church meets Darling okay. to deliver the news that her mother had died. Oh, God. <laughs> Yeah, but she was talking real spicy. She was. Like, it was like her last wish. But it was also like, 
Come on, sis. That's blackmail. You, this man has been trying to keep you alive, and you're like, you know, maybe I wouldn't die as fast if you would help a sister. Remember, this is the same man who made driving Miss Daisy. Just saying. This is important. You think Miss Daisy wanted to fuck home? No, I just think that this <laughs> weird-ass relationships between these black men and these white women, this man is from down under, has put us down bad. What I know is, he don't know nothing about nothing. He don't. He don't know <laughs> he nothing doesn't. about nothing. Get, mind your own Australian business. Yeah, y'all, again, do Get documentary about Get your out of our stuff. <laughs> that shit. So, okay. The lady dies, okay, finally. Sis graduates from high school, and Mr. Church decides he's going to stay with her until she goes off to college. She gets accepted to Boston University. Right. He pays for it he again begins her with the money that car he put aside. And a bag of money. A car. Buys the sis. So she's going to drive to school? From California. With a box full of cash. Yes. Tuition paid. Expenses Covered. I mean, meanwhile, we in the student loan crisis right now. I just don't even have words. I mean, give that to the United Negro Fund. I'm telling you, maybe Mr. Church was in fact Sally (laughs) Mae. Lying in wait over three generations of white bitches that wanted to get that book knowledge. He was holding them books right on out. And then he said... But see, the thing is, it would be Mr. Church's Sally Mae if, if, we, if we beat Sally Mae up. Maybe we, we were like, Sally Mae, you ain't getting shit. This is very As bad. a matter of fact, Sally Mae, I'm going to live in your office building. Because, okay, oof. well, you think that that would be enough, right? He's yeah, now, you're, you're thinking it's giving that, that kind of vibe, like, oh, okay, Now, there's well. a lot more that happens in this movie. That's why we had to tell you double episode. It had to be, but you a, would think. That seems like it should be in. Well, at least you would think, okay, maybe the movie's not over, but we're going to learn some other things about Mr. Church now that he's finished with these white ladies and it's over with. They're going to... He's going to be free. Well, that's not what happens because three years later, now it... What would that be then? 1980. Well, 1980. It's becoming... The Reagan era is coming. Um, Sis shows up on Mr. Church's doorstep in the black part of town, by the way. Now she's gone to Mr. Church's home, stating that she has returned home to take a break from her studies because she's fucking pregnant. This bitch, I don't even think this bitch, I feel like this bitch was showing so much when she came to the doorstep. He just opened the door and she said, hi, Mr. Church. Yeah, pregnant as fuck. And he looked down at her belly like, oh. She said, I, I'm, you know, I'm taking a break and from he, college. So then she walk in. Where that money at? He sit down. Where's the rest of the money? You, he oh, said, you didn't finish. Do you want some tea? <laughs> she said, yeah, they, they, they sipping tea. He said, okay, well, how did it happen? She said, Mr. Church, I think you know how babies are <laughs> No, I thought he said, she said to him, you're not going to ask how it happened. And he was like, Charlie, I know how babies are made. Oh, you're right. It was reversed. Yep. Because he just let her pregnant ass in. No questions. It's 1980. He's living his best life now. Thought he had retired from this hole. They talked on the phone sometimes, but he thought... Oh, I know. I know why I was thinking that. Because here's the thing. It also reflects weird on his character. Because she, if she says, 
you're not going to ask how, like what, how this happened. And he's like, I know how babies are made. It's giving what? He doesn't even make no sense. Like, obviously nigga, that's, you know, that's not what she's saying. She's saying like, who is this Who's man? Parents? Yeah, like will child support be possible? Are you in danger? Are you right. like what's are you going on? The run? Is yeah, this like, a witness protection situation? Yeah, like what's happening? How like you... why aren't there any other niggas that you know? Two real questions. You I know, know your mama died, but like you've been gone for three years, so like what's yeah, going like, on? Yeah, like and your... I gave you money for school. Where is that money? Gone. Okay, so um, she then just straight up says, uh, you know, let me stay with you, Mr. Church. I'm trying to stay here. Let me stay here for a little bit while I take a little study break, you know. And he says, all right, Charlie, my dear. He always be calling him my dear. It's so, he must say my dear like a thousand times in that movie. Calls her and the mama, may she not rest um, with that wig. <laughs> she can't the rest in so yeah. Her neck is red to the motherfucker. Yeah, damn. Uh, so it's like, <laughs> he said, sure, Charlie, you could stay here. All you have to do is respect my privacy. Okay, problem number one. <laughs> I had to. I just had to hydrate briefly there because. But if you want your privacy, why are you letting this girl stay with you? You already know she knows you. Because oh she already just said, you know, she want to know where you go and live. Who is jelly? You know, she already been on that jealous weird shit with you, and now she's living in your house. Okay, so inevitably. We cut to a scene at some point where he sis come, he, he comes is, home drunk because we know come home drunk. Does he have come? Oh no, it, it happens twice I think. But anyway, so yeah, the first time he come home, but she been snooping around his house. Yes, she been opening up drawers in mm-hmm. the room that he specifically said don't go in there. She go right on in there and with her white privilege hand opens up the drawers and pulls out the things. Looking at shit in there. Buying, like looking at old photos of him and his daddy and family and all this other stuff. Okay, Miss Church come home, see her ass. Okay, um, he says, <laughs> "Bitch, get out! I told you not to touch my shit." Now he doesn't actually say it in those words, but that's the sentiment. Get out, you white bitch! I told you do not fucking touch my things, and your hands are all over it. Stop looking at my shit, bitch! Stop. <laughs> Stop touching on my shit, ho. And she come out and she shook. She start crying a little bit. And, and she all pregnant. And so she's like, Mr. Church, you're not really about to put me out of these streets. Yeah, she's like, like, they're calling you. Of course I'm putting you out there. You street hussy. Get out with your pregnant ass. Did you? I told you. Or did you not? One thing. Summon the streets. One thing. On today. It was one thing I asked you to do. Numero uno. Respect my privacy. Don't touch my shit and then and you not only touching on it but asking me questions about it yeah after i told your ass bitch get out <laughs> i told you she tried to that's what she says all of these secrets all of these secrets <laughs> i'm just trying to know you mr church when this bitch said all of these secrets i was like oh she think that's her man oh that's what i'm saying she really think that's her man phil pimped him she think that's her hubby, but like not really though. Like her like hubby for hire, but he's not even for hire. That shit is donated. From 
your mama's sugar oh, daddy. no. So now you in L.A. getting in a fight with a nigga in 1980 in the middle of the night because you was touching all his shit. Well, he came back drunk from Mr. Jelly's. No, this was, it was a double thing. He, he said, I'm going to come back and when I come back, you better be gone. And he leave and go to Jelly's and get smashed. Come back, this bitch in the bed. <laughs> right? Because didn't he come and say, um... Because they kind of made up because she helped his drunk ass to bed. That had, yeah, because that was the time where he was talking to himself drunk. Right. Because she had been staying there and she was just supposed to be staying in her room. And he had helped her a couple of times while she had helped him a couple of times when he'd come in drunk. But she ha- he didn't catch her because. Oh, so the snooping was after he came in drunk? Yes, because that's when she was like holding the, uh, the jellies things and she was like where's jellies yada 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 this is when she was staying at his house he left for the night and she thought she was going to be able to i think do some more snooping but he came back early because he forgot something and caught her in the act at that point that's when he's like get the fuck out <laughs> so when he would go out okay, at night I she would tell go through people, his stuff here's how the thing he okay so this <laughs> This bitch on her Winona Ryder. Okay, look that shit up. This bitch on her Klepto Life. Damn. Okay, she's Sticky Fingers McGee. (laughs) Now, when you look at the scene, there's a long staircase that goes down to Mr. Church's front door. (laughs) This was my experience. Now, COVID knew what was going on the entire time, probably had her mouth open like, what the fuck is this? I was under a very different impression (laughs) as to what was happening. So you see... The, the shot is looking down the stairs. You see Mr. Church is back. The door is open and he's kind of facing and like yelling stuff on the porch and like then yelling stuff in the vestibule. But he's all the way at the bottom and says the long wide shot. So you're hearing this. Get the fuck out of here. You bitches. Get out. I'll tell you I'll, get, I'll whip all your asses. Right. Okay. So yelling. Right. And I'm like, oh, my God. The niggas have assembled outside Mr. Church's house. He's Aunties, the pastor, <laughs> the local activist, <laughs> the Ida B. Wells, you know, in training of the town have assembled outside and surrounded his front entrance. So when he came inside, they said, Henry, who is this white bitch that live in this house? It's too dangerous. Yeah. It's too dangerous. Yeah. She going to come around here. People going to think that she kidnapped. They don't think we did something. Who is she? Whose baby is this? Whose baby is it? <laughs> you don't know. And is it your baby? <laughs> it's not my baby. And whose is it? I don't know. Not what? you don't know. <laughs> so I really did think that it was a, an intervention that had been like launched by the community. Nah. As it turned out, apparently drunk people just yell stuff to themselves. Yeah. So she feel she finally... Like, when she's staying with him, realizes that when he goes to Jelly's and comes back, he be turned up. Real turned. And so he, like... man because he yelling at his daddy. His dead father. Who was passed. So he, like, hallucinated, I guess, his daddy ancestors, supposedly. But we didn't even get the story. We because everything is through like this white girl's eyes. Her eyes. So it... Again, she goes, she had, you know, oh, she, now she's getting to know, like, oh, he's getting drunk and he sounds like he's having a hard time when he's drunk. Like, there must be something going on. So she starts snooping when he's gone. She plays herself because, again, he comes back early because he forgets, I don't know, a watch or something. Catches this bitch stealing, or, you know, stealing and snooping. And he's like, get out, bitch. <laughs> 
So she get out, you know, in the middle of the night, which could have, you know, she could have been stomped out, but it's somehow it's not a black person who stomps her out. She goes and she sleeps in her car. Oh, okay. Now I'm with it again. She goes oh, and yes. sleeps in her car. And then she runs into this side character of this drunken white man from... What was his name? Larson. 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 Oh, Larson. Larson. Like Lackey. Of old friend from the neighborhood in a grocery store parking lot. Grocery store. Grocery style. It was like, over there at the grocery store. Grocery store. Yeah, so she like had the grocery store. <laughs> yeah, um, it was not Jardins, but... No. It was not even Borden's, actually. It was... Loafers, probably. I mean, anyway, it was, so it was like some weird, like vans or G- something, or some GI like boots or something. Anyway, so she's in the car, comes out the car, sees old boy, the veteran who is like kind of always lurking around. Clearly, he love her. He, he interested, but you know he down bad and looks kind of like he smells bad too. And she was like, "What's going on?" La la la. And then they, you know, they they catch up or whatever. He's like, "All right, yeah, later." He's about to leave. She turns. And is walking back to the car or to the grocery store. We don't know the, where she's the car, going. Because she'd come out because, of the grocery store. To, okay. So when she saw him. When she, oh, that's right. Because she's carrying groceries. She, mm-hmm. She's walking back toward her car to, to put away the grocery and see what she's going to do with her life. Meanwhile, a skateboarder, a random man, white man in the parking lot, doing like ollies or whatever you call them in the parking lot, skating back and forth, back and forth. It is broad daylight like there middle. are no cars no. it is just her walking through an empty ass parking lot and a skateboarder man runs into her not while he's doing a trick he's just full speed ahead just kick push kick push <laughs> coast right into her pregnant ass carrying these groceries and, he, and body slams this bitch mama said knock you out Woo! on this girl and she was done in she was bleeding from the head so then <laughs> she was. She, she was bleeding from the head. So when when the man on the skateboard saw that she was almost dead, he jumped up and was like, uh He had the nerve to hold this side of his stomach like how? He was like, oh my no, bad, yeah. I didn't see you. <laughs> this bitch is bleeding from the head. She making weird gurgly noises. Oh, that was what it was. Okay, Larson, who cannot drive due to drunk a drunk driving incident sometime earlier. So that is what. So he's drunk and he's not. Okay, so yeah, because I thought, because why is he shaking so much? Like, yes, you're not supposed to. You know, he was obviously under the influence, but she was dying. So, so he picks her ass up. He puts her in her car, grabs her keys, and he's like, "Oh no, I shouldn't be driving." Well, and, and I'm drunk. I've done this before. And somebody else died, but this bitch is dying. Ah, I'm going to take her to the hospital anyway. So he drives her to the hospital. Which, incidentally, none of this was necessary or a good idea because she could have had a back injury and she was pregnant too. So it's like, nah, you he need to call the ambulance. Up. She was gurgling. To pick her up. It was like, uh, uh. <laughs> Nigga. <laughs> I'm not picking your ass up, okay? I'm not. One, one. one and I'm actually skedaddling out of there. Nigga, I know that motherfucking kick pushed his way into the road and left. It was gone. He was like, okay, it looks like you got this. You got this one handled. For real? He was like, thank God. All right. Peace out. I have to tell my mom. Deuces. So. Where were you? Uh, study group? Yeah, I killed a white bitch today. I hope she's okay. <laughs> what is this Eminem side story? 
<laughs> oh my god. So then the next scene is Miss. I'm no. tired of skating. I'm tired of waiting. <laughs> Okay, let's pull this together. Okay, so what happened? So, I mean, this is so silly, but it's, it's, this is what happens when you fucking watch Mr. Church. All right. So, she, next scene is she's in the hospital bed laid up. Oh, yeah. And then, <laughs> and I'm talking like this for a reason. I need the audience to know this is an emotional moment. No, it's deep. We were supposed to be scared. And this is, okay, I'm sorry, nigga. This is a double episode. It, it, you're welcome, listeners, because I have to say this. White people make these films and don't ever take into account that a black person will view it and not experience it quite the same as it is designed to be experienced. So you can play as much sentimental music as you want. I'm still laughing from before when she when she was on the pavement. I said, oh, no. They had to hit her with a skateboard, not a car. Not I don't car. understand. Like, if she had gotten bummed by a car yeah. and a board, that same teenager, he hit her because he didn't know how to drive. That would have made sense. But she almost died from a skateboard accident. In broad daylight, flat asphalt. No cars. Okay, so she in the hospital and she she's talking to the nurse. The nurse sent to both of them white. The nurse is saying to her, well, it's a white hospital. So the nurse is saying to her, oh, you know, it's really, you know, quite amazing that the baby survived. And it's really, oh, it's really like a miracle. And sis says, well, you know, miracles run in the, what's her last name? Whatever. They, miracles run in my family. Brooks. Brooks. Miracles run in the Brooks family. I was like, do they? Look, sis. Why did your mama have to have a sugar daddy then that died and had to do all this extra shit? It was. A- unless Mr. Church is the miracle she's talking about, and that is foreshadowing because. Immediately. Well, then sis says, wow, okay, but I'm not gonna be able to let your ass out of here, your pregnant ass. Yeah. You know, is there somebody I could call on your yeah. behalf? Who's gonna care for you? And of course, Farnsworth yeah. Bentley. Hello? Church comes out of the sky with mm. his umbrella mm. and he says me he says i, I, I wrote she said, it down she said he said oh, yeah go ahead she lives with me and this white bitch turns around and sees and there's mr church there's mr church why did they make him say that shit all aggressive she lives with me and the lady was like who are you nigga <laughs> <Maybe because, laughs> what i mean again that white nurse would have been fully within her racism, systemic racist rights to say, who are you? I'm going to need to see some ID or I'm going to call security. No, he says, I'm Mr. Church. Oh, and that then, clears it um, up. Immediately he's like, oh, the magical nigga. Okay. Teehee, teehee. And then she said, okay, well, are you responsible for her? And this look of exchange and understanding between it's like again it's this like you know wet dream of racial reconciliation that will never be because these types of people don't exist mr church looking at sis and she a bit questioningly like i would like to be responsible for you but i would never i would never want to impose and then she look at him like like, don't touch my shit again though bitch (laughs) Don't think I forgot, bitch. 
Just because you locked in that house with a man. You just, just, I'll let your ass come back if you don't oh, touch my shit. You think a little IV is going to prevent me from calling your transgressions? I don't think so. So she's looking back at him and she's like, oh, yeah. But she don't say none. But in her eyes, it looks like she, she's like, yeah, you can, you can say She started to like kind of tear up a I little bit. Said, I love you so much. And he's like, yes, she is my responsibility. She is your responsibility. Again, it's 1980. She is your responsibility. The crack epidemic is starting to ramp up your responsibility the vietnam war has orphaned a lot of black children um at this point they're hoping like black kids are looking for male figures heavily in you know all sorts of venues so much so that a lot of them hold on to bill cosby a few years later with the start of the fucking cosby show and be like look at this fictional nigga dad he's great he's the dad i would want to have the heartbreak over cosby we discovered from this film was caused by henry joseph church oh my god because this is a nigga who was an expert jazz pianist he was an avid reader and critical thinker. A nigga who survived the civil rights. And a survivor, tough and and savvy, so-called. Well, not savvy in the ways we would have wanted, but... What would he be, At this time, it's giving, like... Why were you not in the community with us? Probably born in, like, the 1930s. Oh. I would imagine. Jesus. By the time he starts, you know, working for them in the 70s, he's an older man. So, like, you know, maybe born in the 20s or 30s. That's... That's distressing. It's very distressing, my guy. So, That's okay. really distressing. You know, I don't like it at all, bruv. Uh, all right. So we're somehow, you know, now he's taking responsibility for this white <clears throat> bitch again. She gives birth to this baby named Isabel, nicknamed Izzy, and they come home to live with Mr. Church. He has now been working for the family for approximately um, 10, ten years. years. Yeah. Yes. Uh, five years later, we fast forward five years later again. After he's been, you know, cuddling up this white baby like it was his baby. Yeah, it because child. when she got out of the hospital between that moment and when she gives birth, Mr. Church is playing jazz. <coughs> she says the words, the baby gave Mr. Church purpose. I want to jump out of a window. I like, mean, we I was down said, bad, like, nigga. We was down that bad. Is a, that is why? why I said it was a hate crime. Those it, were one yeah, of the times yeah. that I texted you and said, that's a fucking hate crime. And I mean, I'm sure that I put the exclamation reaction on that shit because like, why did you do this? That was so bad. Why did you say that? That was so bad. And You he, didn't have to say, how do you even know? Oh. Oh, that shit is diabolical. It's so bad. Can like, and it's not because purpose? it's a baby, but it's because, look at the, Pay attention to the context. What is going on at this time? Black children are in need and have been in need for some time. And just like, oh, you have a unique friendship and a special relationship. He worked for you. Yeah. So you're trying to imply then that like if you hire a black person, you could also manipulate them into being like in love with you kind of like, but like, but like safely in love with you and they're never going to want to consummate it because, oh, they gay. So, you know, they, they're not interested, but they're interested, but they're not. But, like, it, it's safe, and it's, like, but I get to, it's, I get to like, snuggle up. It, it's just, there's something about it that I just find very distressing. Oh, there's multiple things about it that are horrible. And um, there's no shade to multiracial families. This is not that. This is not that. This ain't that. These people, as p- depicted in this film, 
do not probably have never existed. There is a real Mr. Church and there is a real, um, what do you call it? The, you know, the, Charlie, the three, I guess the three witches from Macbeth. I don't oh know. What was going oh, on. that's rough. Like the fates, you know, it's giving like the young, the middle, and the old. Yeah, because the he's ends up again doing regular child care for this regular baby child because they live with Mr. Church. And meanwhile, Mr. Church is in decline. Mr. Church is getting older. Charlie's working as a waitress. She and Mr. Church are raising Izzy as a blended family. Quote from Wikipedia. I just. I just don't know where we're supposed to go, friend. I just don't. I just don't know. Can't go to Australia. Clearly. clearly. I mean, That's because all. this is, you know. We already was raised love. we couldn't go to Australia because we thought it was white. But then we found out it wasn't. Yeah, and then we was like, wow, that's Negro cool. fantasies. But they fantasizing over there too, clearly. Um, I mean, they have so many of them. This shit is ratchet. It like, is a colony. It is a British colony. So it makes sense. Does it though? I don't know. This is a this is particularly an American story. Like, tell your own stories. Y'all got stories of of racial reconciliation fantasies over there. Do your own. It gets worse. What? Well, don't do your own, please. But you already do. Just mind your business. Nah, 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 nah. I love what people would mind their business, but not even a sis can mind her business because it's another like book to, you know, movie theme. So it's giving Catherine Stockton. When Mr. Church is old, as you said, he becomes too ill to keep cooking because, you know, he's still been cooking for these hosts. And they got arthritis. Like, he cannot continue. Charlie begins to cook and learns that she has learned Mr. Church's talent for cooking after years of watching him prepare food. Watching. Okay. It didn't say helping him prepare food because if you're helping someone prepare a recipe yes you could then try that recipe out and be better at it because you had practiced under a master this bitch was watching the food network never touched a piece of Mm. of produce a a a bit of of breadcrumb a a little bit of egg a, a, a slice of meat a roast she has not touched anything let alone a yam what is going on? No. They talked about how she made them collard greens for the funeral. Look, that's what we're going to get to is because... Two more points, but go ahead, yeah. She starts cooking out of Mr. Church's recipe and repertoire, and that is disgusting. Here's why. She ate him. Black cookbooks... Body and soul. And recipes. No sex are central to how we pass culture and maintain culture and develop it it's also like in some ways that that the like soul food is an act of resistance resistance. it's a record of resistance it's a legacy absolutely (sighs) and if it's gonna get passed down it's gonna get passed down to this white girl there are no black women in this film not one time at all not one time not one time. Mr. Church had a daddy. He didn't have a mama, apparently. What, man? And his daddy hated him, you know, because he said, you know, he wasn't, he, he was, he was too gay, which is understandable because there is a lot of homophobia, you know, in the black community. Sure. But like, not like there's not a lot of homophobia in the white community. That's absolutely true. And you're trying to act like the safe haven is these white people who like have actually just like come. This girl, they keep being put like in your face. Like what? Okay. 
he, you know, she's cooking the food. Mr. Church is like, wow, you getting good at this. And he in the bed looking old and shit. And, you know, she's now reading to him and caring for him like he was doing for the mama. And he's all proud and happy. And he's raising he had, the baby. We gave him what he never had. A family. Yeah, that's a quote. Oh, my God. Well, this is where we get to the part where it's, again, it's get out. So... We get to the part where... I do like a good horror story. This was a good horror story. Like, it was horrifying. Like, this whole thing So, every time we think about it, the the levels of this shit. So, Mr. Church is in the back of his property with these two squatting white bitches. And he's on a... That's right, because that is still his house. It's his house. He's on a swing or in a bench or something with baby Izzy. And she says, Mr. Church... Will you tell me a story? And he says... Will you tell me one of your nigger tales? (laughs) He says, Why, yes, baby, is it my dear? Because three generations now. It has to be my dear Always dear. Don't play. Don't play. Don't play. This is where I think there is a moment of Eddie Murphy, you know, playing this role against the grain and having a moment of resistance to this horrible script. I have to hope that's what happened here. Because I'm gonna look it up while you but tell the tale, but first um I just wanna introduce you to the script writer. I have she looked like that sis from Banana Lips. Oh, oh she does <laughs> You know, she also low-key look a little bit like Alanis Morissette combined with banana lips. Yeah, her name is Susan McMartin. Okay. I didn't want to know. This motherfucker, Mr. Church, sits down. He's with the baby. And he's like, you want me to tell you a story, baby? Is it my dear? My I got dear. a story for you. Once upon a time, there was a ladybug. And the ladybug was with some other ladybugs. And when the ladybugs was in the ladybug collective, they noticed that they was all wearing the same ladybug attire. And people got concerned because they was going to get all the ladybugs confused in their ladybuggery. And so I think that it's important to think about who else is going to be at the ladybug party. Because then you might have to wear a different outfit if all the ladybugs is ladybugging. If you a ladybug... And you know a little bug, then that little bug could be your little bug, little bug friend. And if you have a little bug friend, then you in good shape because you also is a little bug, is it? <laughs> oh, little bug. Oh, let me tell you a story. Okay, I'll tell you a story. I'll tell you a story about a little bug. Once upon a time, a little bug was crawling on a leaf because it was a little bug leaf, and it's a leaf on the little bugs. And if a little bug ever want to walk on a leaf, then that's how you know you win it, because it's a little bug time. Then. And what? It was, had to be ad libbed. It had to be. I, it, I, smell, I smell Eddie. That's I what I'm saying. Like I feel like this Eddie, was a resistive moment for Eddie Murphy in I this do. script. He, he was, was like, no, no, I'll tell her a story. I'll Don't worry. Handle it. Okay. Because that was fucking foolish and did make us laugh bigly. The movie's almost over. I know you're. I'm hoping. looking I'm just, uh, you know, looking up. I just want to verify so we can give you some. True ladybug times. Oh, okay. Um, it's making me look at like a bunch of ads though, so go ahead, because, you know. Um, 
Well, oh God. Okay, I'm <laughs> nigga. I just have to say this script is ridiculous. What's it say now? It says this is from an earlier scene that we've already told you about. This is from the prom um, dress scene. Oh, no. Okay, so he says that one. That's the girl. She's like that one. I want that one. He's like yeah, sure. Hmm, baby. I, I think the neckline could be a little lower. Well, she's going to a prom, not the discotheque. Don't be such a square, Mr. Church. That's the mama. Lower. The prom suddenly became the most important event of our lives. Oh, no. <laughs> he was like, I can't have my girls out here showing too much titty. That's exactly what he was on. And then he failed again because they were like, nah, Mr. Church. They overpowered him. They always, this is, again, it was always fa- failures, overpowering him. Failures. Oh, no. All right. So, Mr. Oh, Church, no. uh, you know, gets sicker and also dies. Okay? Spends <sighs> the last 15 years of his life with Charlie. And they try to make it seem like it's the circle of life because Mr. Church came in to take care of the dying Becky lady and then the <laughs> Becky lady's daughter and the daughter daughter was taking care of Mr. Church when he was sick in bed. So everybody was sick in bed with somebody of an opposite race looking after their ass. Isn't that the circle of life for you, huh? No, it's not. Imagine that. Imagine all the fuckery. Meanwhile, the only... It's so 1986 we, is when Mr. Church dies. Nigga. In 1986, two white hoes is squatting. Well, I mean, one is a child, but a hoe and a, and a baby is squatting in your house. Yes. You're intestate. Yes. You don't have a will. You, <laughs> yeah, because where was it? I mean, like. If you had had a will, the niggas that had been beneficiaries would have been at the damn funeral. There was nobody. During the wake for Mr. Church, Charlie is startled to find from out from Jelly, the nightclub owner, that Mr. Church had played the piano at the club for 30 years. <gasps> oh, no. Alright, I'm not even going to ask should I do it. I'm just, I'm just going to do it. Uh, this is, um, I'll just, as you bring us in, I'll just give you a little tidbit. Oh, no. uh, this is from Mr. Church's rant. Oh, no. Oh, God. <laughs> Mr. Church's drunken rant. Okay? Now... <clears throat> All right, it says, uh, hold on, where does it say? Okay. And the sunshine, so he's showing her into the room, right? She just came in. Pregnant. And yeah, so he said, it gets cold in here at night sometimes, and the sun shines in that window really bright. You might want to close that curtain. Here comes sis. Is this you? Oh, he has a picture. I'm sorry. I wasn't snooping. I just found it in the drawer. Yeah, that's me and my father. Oh, you look like him. I'm going to leave the light on for you out here in case you want to get some milk or something at night. What? Okay. Mm-hmm. Good night, my dear. Good night, Mr. Church. Okay. Here come Mr. Church. He coming back drunk. Now, I said I thought it was the community and intervention. It was not. He was by himself talking about, you can't change me, old man. You're not changing shit. Oh, I'm a sinner? Yeah, that's right. I'm a sinner. Who's a F word? You the, the, the doggone F word. Talking that shit. 
Kick your ass, old man. Shit, I ain't a kid no more. You don't tell me a goddamn thing. And then here comes the voiceover. Over this, he rants, running and ranting. Here comes this little girl in the voiceover talking about, I took the box of, box of matches from Chelly's because I knew he'd be embarrassed if he thought that I'd found it. And then she starts collecting them. Yeah, this says... Why would he be embarrassed that he goes to a black music club? That he got too drunk. Yeah, oh, but why would... What, what, you're in his house. What does Jellies have to do with him being drunk? He could go to Jellies and not get drunk. She didn't know he what He plays piano there. She didn't know what she talking about. Talking about, he, I, oh, he would be embarrassed. So he would be embarrassed that he was around other black things? All right. I don't know. All right. So that's the penultimate. I have one more for you, but please to continue so I can cue that shit up. Um, and this is at the wake. Now, Mr. Church is dead. The only black person now that we get to see is Jelly, who shows up at Mr. Church's home. He's like, I, you know, he hadn't come to play piano in a while. I hadn't seen him. I thought something might have happened and I found out it passed. And she's like, oh, my God. Yeah, you're Jelly. And he's like. Yes, I am. And he played, you know, piano at my club. And she was like, Mr. Church was my nigger cook. And he was like, what? Mr. Church knew how to cook? He didn't even know that Mr. Church knew how to cook. That's insane. So what was Mr. Church talking about at the club when he was playing at the piano? You know, as fine as Eddie is, if this was the character that he was supposed to be portraying, Mr. Church was definitely on the DL. There's no way that he go into a club and get, you know what I mean? It's his regular spot. He has to have a network. He has to have a community. He has to have a community. He's coming from somewhere. Oh, it's so annoying. Um, and then Jelly didn't, the fact that Jelly had not met Sis. He had met And him. the baby is like five. talking and going to five. school. Five-year-old. So for five years, Mr. Church has these strange white ladies in his home and Jelly, who is one of his best black connections, yes. Yes. clearly not his friend because what? He didn't know this man could cook. What no, about we, we, we look. We got to hop up out of whole cloth. Like we just pop out the ground full grown. So um, the movie's going to end with this scene. Okay, okay. well, mm, all right. Well, mm, okay, well, mm, here we go. In honor of uh, Mr. Church and his dementia, I would like to share um, the following. Mr. Church. This is before he dies, not the last right before I'll come back. Right before he dies, okay. yes. How's my favorite little girl doing? Good. Tell me a story. Tell you a story. Oh, my God. Okay. Fell. Once upon a time... They always start that way. That's this lady, white lady cutting in in the voiceover, I guess. Well, that's how you know it's a story, my dear. Oh, no, that was the As girl. a baby, uh-huh. Once upon a time, there was a little boy. Why there's an ellipsis, I don't know. I think they're trying to imply that it's him. Okay. What was his name? What would you like his name to be? Not this nigga asked this little white girl, what would you like his name to be? She say, Henry, like you. That's the first time we learned really what this man's first name was. We didn't know what a man named man name was. 
Um, well then, Henry it shall be. Once upon a time, there was a good, no, there was a little boy named Henry. And this boy was afraid of just about everything, except for ladybugs. Ladybugs? Ladybugs. And one day while he was out, a ladybug caught his eye and he decided to chase it. And he chased this ladybug for so long that he actually turned into a grown man chasing the same ladybug. And a ladybug led him to a little tiny house. And in the house he found the kindest woman and her beautiful little girl living there. And the man told the woman that he apologized for coming into the house this way. But he was following this ladybug. And that he looked everywhere, all over the place. He couldn't find it no more. He promised her that he'd leave. But the woman said, don't leave, stay. She said, stay here with us. She said, we don't have much but everything we got, we'll share with you. And did he stay? He did. You know why? Because for the first time, he felt safe. For the uh -uh. first time, he wasn't afraid. Uh -uh. He felt happy, and he promised that if he ever saw that little bug again, that he was going to thank her. Did he? Not yet, but he still hadn't stopped looking. Why do we have to live like this, nigga? <laughs> this is again. Why do we have crime. to live this way? I think we should call the SPLC and put this movie on the list of um, hate organizations. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Everybody involved. It's an extremism. And that we need to look. You need to call child <laughs> protective services because I remain a child of God and I need protecting from this sort of messaging. <sighs> Well, I'm going to just end. I mean, we, we're going to... Oh, God. Okay. The, Don't worry about it, nigga. This is a double episode. You know that we did look. Ep this episode... We in it, nigga. All right. This, Why? Because the truth has to be told. Y'all need to stop doing this. You guys got to stop making stop these films. Stop doing this. I hope that because it was a box office bomb. I mean, they budgeted $8 yeah. million for it and it only made 685000 at the box office. No, it was that bad? Yeah. They spent $8 mil on that and it... I think I hope that that means that they're not going to, but I know that's a fucking lie. So here's how the movie, this shit show, ends. After Mr. Church is dead and she learns about Jelly, and you know she's now fully squatting in his house and has taken the title to already probably to the bank and gotten it put in her name for the home that's probably paid off. Um, it is paid off. Charlie, it's a family home, I thought. She wakes up to the smell of breakfast cooking. And she thinks, oh, Mr. Church, is this magical nigga reincarnated? Did he come back to start making the breakfast for me again? Did he again pimp it poppins? Did he fly back in? Oh, thank God. But no, she comes out and she wipes her eyes and she sees a five-year-old baby making breakfast. Like her mother, Izzy learned the basics of cooking from watching Mr. Church in the kitchen. Charlie Smith's there smiling and begins to write the story of her life with Mr. Church. You know, these white folks who be writing these stories, including the story of Mary Poppins, are just, they, they really do believe that a spoonful of sugar <laughs> helped the medicine go down. It do not. It's vile. It do not. 
It's vile. Spew that shit out your mouth, baby, because this is bad. This is very bad. This is bad. I think that this is one of the worst things I've ever heard and watched and witnessed. It was 104 minutes long, um, and wow. But it's still, again, the jokes that we've told and will continue to tell. I wouldn't say it's worth it, but, like, I got something. They basically said, we don't need this nigga now. We ate him. He's dead. <laughs> we took his house. And now we know all his skills. And matter of fact, she probably gonna open a soul food restaurant. I was just about to say in downtown in the, LA. Hello? In the early And talk uh, about how it's 80s. authentic because oh look at my nigga friend and we took a picture. That's me, him, and my mom. That's Mr. She gonna call him Mr. Churches. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> Niggas gonna be confused. This phone gonna be kinda good because it's from this nigga uh, But her her white baby gonna be in there. Didn't they they talked about the collard greens that she made for the funeral? Yeah, and Jilly's like, This is delicious. And she's like, I learned everything from Mr. Church. And he was like, Mr. Church was a cook? Jelly of the bar and music club, Jelly's talking about these collard greens is just like my old mama used to make. It's giving that like you couldn't have you couldn't have erased a nigga more thoroughly. Well, in the title of the book, it's called The Cook Who Came to Live With Us. So you actually can't erase the <laughs> <laughs> You can't. Yo, this writer probably thought she was doing something by naming him. She was like, you know what? That's not right. But he should have a name. name. Not that cook who came to live with us. We should just call it Mr. Chark. Can I tell you who they originally cast instead of? Oh, no. I've been so excited to tell you this. Oh. So what, you knew this? <laughs> I just saw it. Oh, so dang. I was like, when we get to the end of this, I can't wait to reveal this one. <laughs> Oh no, nigga, this is gonna be bad. I'm scared. In, in April 2014, it was revealed that Samuel L. Jackson. <laughs> 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 Woo! Jokes! Woo! <laughs> Samuel then L. Jackson. Then it really would have been like. Uma Thurman and Juno Temple. Oh, uh uh-uh. uh. That who they cast. Bitch, I told you not to be touching on my motherfucking things. Oh. <laughs> what are you looking at now? Looking at the girl who's Juno Temple. I didn't know who she was. She's been oh. in other stuff like. Yeah, man, like. Magic Mike. I don't know. Okay, well. Uh, yeah. I, that's not important, but Sam Jackson as Mr. Church is. Even wilder than Eddie Murphy as Mr. Church. Damn. And I didn't think it could be. They trying um, to. They're really trying to put Samuel L. Jack. What kind of, you know, it's, black men's, um, you know, uh, like, uh, what do you call it? Entertainment outlets, talk shows and podcasts. They, a lot of them talk about the problem of the, the emasculation of black men. Now, that is an extremely problematic idea that I don't have time to currently get into. I'm sure we will talk about that at some so later what? date. Mm. But um, I see how they got there, even though the idea itself is strange. I see how exactly how they got there. You gonna, you you want to take the strength and domesticate it as thoroughly as possible. We never saw him at his height at like playing the beautiful piano unless he was playing it for these white ladies. Mm-hmm. We never saw the inside of Jellies. We never saw him at Jellies. We never saw him talk to a black person. Like he never no. talked to another black, which is why I'm like, yo, 
did had they cast him out? And they, they're trying to make the case that they cast him out because he was too gay. But I don't think that was the problem. I, don't think, that, I think that his community... I think it was because he wasn't with the movement. Yeah, I, I mean... I just don't think this is this man's real story. I think that this is this bitch's little revenge plot about the cook who came to live with us and she could never figure him out fully, but she got the bag and everything off him and made her whole life off of him with this book and this film. Okay, they so what if the real movie, Mr. Church, she he had um, locked his drawer? Right. And she just made it up like, okay, what this is what I What if the real Mr. Found. Church told her to kick rocks? After she had ripped through his stuff. And when she was in her fucking ICU bed after a fucking skateboarding accident with her way fast, uh, fucking didn't say I'm responsible for her. He had several outs and he didn't take them. He did. He, he could have flown her on his magical umbrella. He could have flown her ass to a halfway house for, you know. Or to her baby daddy. Who? Because we who never was, knew him. Baby daddy? We never knew him. It's giving, like, white men sire children that Mr. Church has to... Two of them. Like, raise. Two generations. He... The working title of this film was just... (laughs) Sorry. Cook. (laughs) But then... Then... This is so bad. Then you gotta nigga. ask, is that in the imperative? Like, is it like, cook, <laughs> nigga, cook, nigga, cook? <laughs> you better get to cooking, nigga. Like, is that what it means? <laughs> Have you seen cook? Okay, but oh, then it no. was retitled Henry Joseph Church. And then they said, nah, just Mr. Church. <laughs> you raised this man so many times. Um... You know, I. I'm looking at what people are talking about. Is that the real Mr. Church? Is that the real Mr. Church? This is the real Mr. Church, my guy. All right, let's have a look before we close this out. Do a summation. That's a white lady in a painting. Okay. Oh, I think that's him. Oh, oh no. Oh, her name. This is another type of story. Oh, that's another Mr. Church type nigga? Yeah, this one's name is Herman. (laughs) (laughs) Bruh, bruh. Yo, why? Okay, so we got people investing in like, you know, I mean, the problem is it's too dangerous. Like, even if you're down on your luck and you really need a job, you really need somewhere to live or whatever, whatever, you you happen to be a black man that, you know, a white lady want to adopt and use in this way, like, it's just not worth it. Because he asked for one thing and he couldn't even get that. I, I don't understand this at all. Susan McMartin is the lady. Love is a highway mm. and you won't see Mr. Church around. Cause he don't be driving everywhere he oh. goes. He pops round town. Sis had to defend it in 2016. Let's just see what that says quickly. I... She had uh... to defend what? Like having made this like abominable uh, <sighs> representation. 
She said, uh, this, this is uh, filmparty.org. Um, it says, Susan McMartin defends Mr. Church. Mr. Church received a positive review from The Hollywood Reporter after its premiere at Tribeca in April, but it didn't track as well with critics when it hit the theaters on September 16th. I bet it didn't. The New Yorker's Richard Brody called the movie abominable. <laughs> <laughs> And compare the status of Eddie Murphy's career to Jerry Lewis's post-1960. That's probably not good. In April, we interviewed Mr. Church, screenwriter. And yeah, no, this is actually Mr. Church. This is the real guy. Okay. That is him. Okay. It's, again, it's, again, full circle as we close. That is giving Tui Lady. We're gonna. um, Leanne. Tui. Is yeah, that it is. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. giving that, like, the way she's grasping onto him. Like, We're going to have to show this. This is going to have to be. We'll put it. Yeah, post. yeah. So you guys have to see Go to com. Check mm-hmm. out, you know, the Mr. Church episode um, post, and uh, I'll put the uh, picture up there because this is that we need to stop. We need to stop this now. Stop this madness. Quote Long story short, this story is based on a real friendship with Mr. Church, who came into my life when I was a little girl and my mom was dying of cancer. He ended up being the most important in my, person in my life. He was a best friend, father figure, and the reason I became a writer. My mother ended up surviving cancer, but in the movie, she's not so lucky. Wait a minute. Whoa! Wait a minute. So why is she gonna live with Mr. Church? Why is she gonna live with Mr. Whoa. Church? This is... Okay. Oh, wait, but then she she fucks this story all the way up. After he passed away, I wanted to write his story but didn't know how to do it. Then I had a baby and I was sad because she would never meet Mr. Church and I knew he would love her. One day I was walking with my dog and I heard the first line of dialogue and the next thing I knew I was writing a script. The movie is based on true events, but I took a lot of creative license. That is, this is bad. Oh, so she really did, this is her dream. This is her Oh dear, last night I had a dream, (laughs) and it was Martin Luther King. She said she likes movies like Forrest Gump that touch people's lives. I was a black slave master, whooping white folks' asses. She said, "Mr. Church was a talented, the real guy." My black Gucci (laughs) belt. In my black boots, it was some fuckery. He smiled down on me. (laughs) (laughs) Leave these white bitches alone, okay? Please stop. It's too bad. 